It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And uh, Patrick Mahomes has done it. Andy Reid. You heard Andy Reid give Eric Bieniemy his props. Travis Kelsey. I mean, are we looking at the greatest quarterback tight end combination ever? What about, is he going to wind up being the greatest quarterback? Is that already the greatest tight end? Ever? Like, what about the Eagles? What if, if you're an Eagles fan right now, you feel like you've been cheated out of the Super Bowl? There's Too bad there's not a lot to talk about this morning, guys. <laughs> morning. Good morning. morning. Good morning. You guys look refreshed. You must have went to bed really early. Oh, nah, yeah. Man, oh, yeah. I saw the Riri. I saw the Riri halftime the whole time. I'm thinking about tweeting. Is she, I feel like she's pregnant. I'm not sure. I'm not going to tweet it. Nope. Not going to be the one. Not going to catch me. And it was confirmed. Because <laughs> there wasn't it. a lot of movement. I didn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a lot. But I, you know, not going to be that guy. Yeah. Not Boy, me. she's got a lot of hits, doesn't she? When she starts going through the catalog. That's a winner. That's a winner. a lot of movement. It's one of the dopest halftime performances I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good, good, good halftime performance. You know, all right. It was not bad. I couldn't. Just you weren't on it. No, I was. I was. I mean, I was watching it, but I, would, you know, you're trying to watch it and people talking, and it's like a whole thing. Because you got a party, that's why you got to watch it from the couch at the crib. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. We had a good time. So, you know, watched the game. Had a good time. Got a chance to see the Eagles almost win, and the Chiefs pull off a. A miracle, so to speak, comeback. A lot of smart things happened in that football game, and kidding, including the slide down right before the field goal. You know that that was impressive. The the, the mindset, the know. Okay, let me not try to be a hero because they actually tried to let him score, um, but he was like, "Nah, we're not getting ready to do this." I wonder how much higher the win percentage in that situation is if you don't score if you do because if you punch it in and you wind up up seven then they got to score a touchdown and to win they got to go for the extra point and, and if not or, or the two-point conversion and even to tie like the odds are not i, I wonder if the odds even, over 50 we're not even 50 doing that, drive down the that, field. that we're not even doing that yeah yeah no yeah, I'm we just don't saying, even need that no. what i'm saying is a lot of the stuff that people complain about you don't know the outcome well it's a heads-up play i guess no, no. I no, guess it is. Super, super, super no, I know it's what you're super supposed strategic. to do. I just wonder how much higher your, your chances of winning are in that moment by doing that. We could that. play that game in a regular season, not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know you mean? Mean? Yeah, but you still – well, that's right. With eight yeah. seconds left, the odds are extremely low. You're going to score. How did a hobbled Patrick Mahomes lead the Chiefs to a comeback win? Here is Patrick Mahomes at the post-game presser. I felt really good until I, I, retw- I re-kind of aggravated it a little bit. But uh, it was, I mean, you're in the Super Bowl. You can worry about uh, getting it healthy in the offseason. So I, I just kind of just f- fought through, and we were able to win the game. Mm-hmm. The thing about this dude is he has the intangible. I never got the sense like he's trying to show me how much it hurts, to tell you the truth. I got the sense like he was trying to play through, you know, an injury. That's all. And, yeah. and yeah, Key, how did you feel about it? Well, I mean, once, you know, he got that, that was a nasty, nasty twist and grab. And, you know, that thing 
got caught underneath, you certainly was going to, like I said before, whenever you get that jolt, it's going to feel a certain way. Remember two, three weeks ago uh, when he played, it was like as long as nobody doesn't hit it or grab it, yeah. and, and that he'll be fine as soon as somebody does that because it's still sore. It's still bruised. And so it's just a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of uh. And then he, he it calms down. And Jay knows this when you when you have an injury and somebody hits directly on an injury, you're gonna feel that sharp pain. But once it calms down, you'll mm-hmm. be fine. See, I, I truly believe that thirty minute halftime had to help him in a massive way, right? Regardless of whatever happened back there, he get a little shot, take away the pain. But for him to come out and play after thirty minutes of all the performances of Rihanna and all that, it just I mean, look, people can sit there and talk about James Bradbury and the, the PI call all day long. But realistically, if you're an Eagles fan, right, Jalen Hurts turned the ball, fumbled the ball in the first half, led to a score, right? You talk about special teams, the blunder for Kadarius Tony at the end of the game, like that was really hurtful. And then your defense allowed the touchdown on every possession in the second half. Like where that defense against a hobble Patrick Mahomes, like those are three things that you sit back and you say, if this is a game of inches, if we're better at those three things, we probably win the Patrick game. Patrick Mahomes played extremely well in the second half, though. You know, like you gotta he beat the defense. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy, Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Tony on that on the return. Like they they beat the Eagles. Max defense. Kellerman, you're hard headed. Because I want you to listen. When you're twenty one or twenty seven, barely two hundred yards. No turnovers and three touchdowns. You're probably with the game. You're probably right? going to win the game. <laughs> the, you know what the difference in the game was? Key is 100% right. The difference in the game is turnovers. That's what it comes down to, right? It's the turnovers. One team protected the ball a little better than the other team. And the calls, they, they seemed to go. It was a ticky. You, you refer to the Bradbury call at the end of the game. It was a ticky tack fall call. No, it was. Ticky tack. It, it was ticky tack. And by the way, but even if he. If, that doesn't necessarily – it decides the game in the negative for the Eagles, but even if he doesn't – if the call doesn't go against them, the Eagles might still lose that game. It's not like at that point well, they're – Well, I they're, mean, maybe, but it went against him. So, therefore, yep. they wind up losing the football game. They're still going to be down three points. They're just going to have a chance to come back and score. But even if they come back and score, the likelihood is Patrick Mahomes has a little time left on the clock, and we know how that usually it, it's, goes. It's just so ridiculous that – that they would call that. Yeah. I mean, it really is egregious that they would call that in that spot, in that situation, given the fact that he wasn't going – that ball, he wasn't going to – Juju was not catching up to that pass. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't affect He, the he really. wasn't. Right. Tyreek Hill was. Devontae Smith was. Randy Moss is. Uh, 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 Hussein Hill. Bolton, he would catch up to it. He wasn't catching that pass. That pass was, as they say, uncatchable. But – they wind up calling it, and there was the outcome of the game. But, you know, but then again, I'd be mad if I was an Eagles fan. Of course, you I'd would be mad. Be. Yeah. Well, by the way, I mean, let's. I, I, I don't know how fans feel about it, but I know as a former player, there's a lot that goes into the experience. We always talk about act like you've been in a limo before. Andy Reid, though, making those halftime adjustments, like there was a master class in the second half between him and Eric Bieniemy. I mean, the touchdown passes they got to Sky Moore and to Kadarius Tony, those guys were wide open. They were butt naked, Key. It was like, I, I don't know if he's picked that defense apart in the second half, but the offense came way too easy for Patrick Mahomes. Well, you see things in the first half, and you go back at halftime, and you say, we're going to get back to this because he was open on this, he was open on that. Let's get back to it when we're in this situation again. Let's run this play. Because in the first half, they run the same type of play. 
Only this, only that time, they didn't go to the receivers. They went to other positions. And then the second half, they at halftime, he let them know, we're going to do it again. And this time, if he's open, hit him. That's, that's what the adjustments are. You know, the, the Super Bowl, when we were kids, was not a good game. It was usually a lopsided game, right? And it was an event. It was a holiday, but it was and at a certain point. So why am I at work then if it was a holiday? Well, well at, at a certain well, right? Yeah, you but yes, the sport. at a certain point, the Super Bowl got awesome, right? Like that was another awesome Super Bowl. It was close. It was dramatic. Your heart's going fast at the end. It didn't used to be that way. Most Super Bowls were not like that. No, I would say the ones that I the ones that I remember watching the Giants, the field goal, the Bills. That's when it started, Key. But before that, if you go before that, usually the Super Bowl going in, you knew there was a big favorite. Like I did, even the the Giants' first one against against Elway and the Broncos going in, it's like, oh, here comes the Giants in that defense. The Bears in '85 against the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots about Bears to catch it, right? I, I couldn't. I don't even think I finished the first quarter of that one. Yeah, right. Mm. I mean, this is how. And then at a certain point, right around maybe Super Bowl twenty, whatever five or whatever it was, they. They started getting great. This is a great game yesterday. It's a great game. It was dramatic. Close. Yeah, our Super Bowl was a bit of a blowout, though. Yeah, well, Ours you were became... on an all-time great team. Usually, yeah. usually that's not the case where you have a team that dominant, right? It was, uh, it was a look, it was a great game. It was hard for me to go to I mean, sleep after. I don't know about I mean, I hope nobody had any questions about Jalen Hurts because he single-handedly kept this team in the game, man. He was. I mean, he did what he's been doing all year long. I know, but yeah, he yeah, has. But okay, this stage, was though. this was this was on the biggest stage. Yeah, he played his tail off, and even the way he responded after the fumble by coming back the next possession and scoring that next drive, like just I don't, there's no question about whether about what his dominance is within the NFL. When ranks. you see him on a quarterback sneak. It's like you hear Al Pacino in that bad speech in uh, any given Sunday, right? We, we fight for every inch or whatever it is. Yo, Jalen Hurts on those sneaks, it looks like they got him stopped. Nope, here comes the second, third, fourth effort. His, his will uh, in the moment of truth is intense, Dude, right? bitch press 600 pounds. Yeah. I mean, it's squat stupid, 600 man. pounds. But you man. could be physically you ain't strong. Nobody he has a one with will him. to win. He has a will to win. And that's why he almost won the Super Bowl like Joe Burrow last year. You yeah, think they're gonna stop that key different. one time, like eventually next year, like the whole rugby style pile on fourth and one, like the way they're doing it? All no, that's the really? bush push. Nah, you don't think so? Can't man. You mean you mean uh, from from the league standpoint? Yes. No, because I don't think I don't think that there's gonna be enough general managers and head coaches complaining because they're gonna use it too. So yeah, man, I don't I think do. you know. Usually, it's usually. You get the 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 people on the competition committee. They're the ones com- getting all the complaints from the coaches and general managers about what the rules are, that sort of stuff. That's but I don't think that that'll be the case because all guys, he's doing, all he's doing, they're all bunched up and they just yeah, push no, it. I hear you. We have a lot you know? to get into today, and that actually is not one of those things. Here's <laughs> here, here's the things we got to get into. What happened to that Eagles defense? Is it as good as advertised? Did the referees cost the Eagles the Super Bowl? What does this game mean for Patrick Mahomes' legacy? Uh-oh. Where How is much? he among the all-time Uh-oh. greats? And, and by the way, where does Jalen Hurts now rank in the hierarchy of NFL quarterbacks? And how much tequila did Jay drink yesterday? Naturally, that's, that should be the lead. Keyshawn, what Jay kind did drink? What kind? Yeah, I got yelled at. 888-SAY-ESPN, and we want to hear from you. ESPN Radio. 
It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Tell you what, I thought, I thought the Eagles were going to win handily, and nothing. It's not that I don't believe in Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey and these guys. It's that the Eagles were beating the breaks off teams all year, but they were also not a great second half of games team. I just assumed they were up so much, they took the foot off the gas. But maybe they need. Maybe it was something else because they once again were outplayed. But it was a good half. game, though, man. It was a real good game. It was. It was such a good game. It wasn't like it was just a lot. It was like a lopsided game. It was so good, it, back and forward. Yeah, tied scores, back and forward, back and forward. And it, was, it was such a good game. It was such think, a good game. So in I, I in a tradition like, of great Super Bowls. I do feel like right before the half, though, if they had called that a catch by Devontae Smith, like the difference between going into the locker room with all that momentum, being up fourteen as opposed to ten. And settling for a field goal, it could have been. A was it a catch, key? But see, but but see, the difference is, Jay, this is not a regular season game mm-hmm. because of the thirty-minute, you know, the halftime, however long that whole deal is put together. That momentum that you would have doesn't really matter because you're sitting around now for 30, 30 minutes. 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it it becomes like a moot point at that key at that position. We, I want to get into the Bradbury thing at the end of the game, but. First, was that a catch by Devontae Smith? You know, I, in real live action, as soon as it happened, I said, oh, he dropped that. You, it, 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 body, the, the body position and the way his hands kind of dropped down, it, you could kind of see, oh, that ball slipping out. You could, you could see it. And then he rolls over on his shoulder. So at that point, I'm like, well, maybe he'll block out the view of the referees and they won't really get a full – view of it but for some reason they was able to see whatever they, that it was that made them overturn it I and mean, I'm, I'm like everyone else what the hell is a catch nowadays the goddard thing that wasn't overturned i thought that was that was a catch, catch. then i looked again the 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 scoop and score when miles sanders fumbled i thought that was clearly a catch he caught it he made a move then he got hit and it popped out no he didn't no, need to take no. 15 you gotta steps make, before you, you gotta you know, make like about you gotta three, make about three moves come on right but think about that for a second it can't be it it's can't be, be a, a bang move. bang but he you, can't be was, a bang bang. Was there he over, had made a move. The, the, the only way the refs no. can call that against no, I know. a catch on Devontae Smith was, was there overwhelming evidence that that wasn't a catch? Like, maybe, not, that? maybe not to us, 
But to them, maybe it was overwhelming. Where it was decisive. In other words, Where, like yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was super close but decisive. And I get it, Key. They're not going to call that a catch on Miles Sanders. But to me, I don't know why. To me, that because looked like he, a completed he didn't get catch a chance that got popped to, he, out. He never got a chance to really protect himself. Yeah, right? He catches the ball. As soon as he catches it, yeah, he, moves, he turns. takes a step. <laughs> yeah. And once it, boom. You got, if he would have took two steps and did something like right. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's a fumble, it. scoop and score. I get what the rules are, but I know what a catch looks like, and that was a catch. But now, how the hell the do you know what a catch looks like? That's, yeah, well, just because I can't do it, Key, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't know what it looks like. Listen, was the real big play of the game, of course, was the Bradbury play. James Bradbury corner who they acquired from the Giants the Giants had to let him go because of cap reasons he goes with Slay and forms one of the better corner tandems in the NFL right had a really good year and at the end of the game under two minutes left commits a penalty which seemed ticky tack we discussed this in the first segment but was called a holding penalty he was asked after the game about it this is what he said I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold, so they called it. So he admitted to the holding, and people jumped on that key. I don't think he was aware how controversial it was at that moment he was asked. I wonder if he was, if he would have said it out loud. But he did. He said it was holding. Um, it seemed like a big moment to call that on Bradbury, and you said in the previous segment, it didn't really affect the play. It, it look, okay, what what happens, it's all, okay, so the way it looks, Jay, is it, is it, Juju's faking the shallow cross, he comes out of it, he slows him down from coming out of it, right? That's not the initial call right there on the back end where he grabs the waist. Mm-hmm. When he tries to pivot out of it right there, that's the hold. But what happens with a guy like Juju, is he can't stop on a dime and give change, and he doesn't have sudden quickness in and out of his break. So it looks like, to the referee's eyes, mm. it slowed him down. That's interesting. It really it, it's almost like a Shaq thing in basketball, a LeBron mm-hmm. thing in basketball. He's fouled, but it doesn't affect his ability, so they don't call it. In this situation, because of Juju's style, that's interesting. they look at it and they go, well, it, it, he no, that didn't really. If that would have happened, Juju wouldn't have came out of it and caught up to that pass anyway. Right, so, yeah, even if he, he didn't so touch it, that, that's what I was going to ask you on the back end. Wasn't that an uncatchable ball? Absolutely. So Absolutely. Doesn't ball have to be uncatchable? Ju- like Juju like wouldn't what have caught up to that. What Key is saying is it's it pays to it, be sorry sometimes. Is what he is saying. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying his style oh. is not in and out of the break with sudden quickness, like Tyree Kill. Would That's be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill would have came out of that and caught up to that pass. Mm-hmm. Juju, regardless, if they would have let him just run down the field by himself without even touching him, he probably wouldn't have caught up to the pass. The refs aren't looking at it being uncatchable. They because the flag was the flag happened Early. at the point of attack right there. Right, listen, it didn't happen down the field. People want to weigh in on this. Let's start before we get to the calls with Nick Sirianni. Eagles head coach on the P.I. call against James Bradbury, under two minutes left, effectively ended the game. I'm not, it's not my job to, uh, you know, 
I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second, um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, it, I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes the, it's not, it's not what it is, right? It's not what it is. There's, there's, there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game. And, and, and today they were better than we were. The Eagles taking the high road, Bradbury and coach both taking the high road and maybe they lose that game anyway. But once that call is made, the odds of them winning are close. They need a miracle to win. Was the, was that the right call, Chris, in Los Angeles? Hey guys, for having me on. Uh, just want to first say love the show. Uh, you guys got to lay off my boy Max. He he, I call him the accountant. He be speaking facts, so we just got to give him some props for that. That's but right. we sure on the game, uh, it was a close nip-tuck game, uh, and I don't think you let a call like that kind of sway the odds uh, in that way. Kind of, it, The Eagles most likely still weren't going to finish the drive and, uh, and win the game, I think. But I don't think you let the game be dictated in that way with that kind of call. Right. Anthony in Los Angeles. Sorry, in Orlando. They're awesome, by the way. I love you guys. Um, But here, check it out. The refs need like that. You know how, like, in the last two minutes, you have the ability to, like, you know, for the NFL to review the play? They need that for the officials because this was ticky-tack. That is not how you want to end the game. Everybody was disappointed. Yeah, I think a lot of people agree with that. I, I, I'm a personal believer of if it's not egregious, then you don't call it. Let the players determine the end of the game. But, like, you know, these are the things that kind of frustrate me sometimes about end-of-game scenarios as a ticky-tack kind of penalty. You make that call. I, I'd rather the players finish it out on their terms. By the way, another Super Bowl, another Super Bowl MVP for Patrick Mahomes. That makes two in five years as a starter to go with two regular season MVPs. They didn't all occur in the same year, by the way, even though these two did. What has this weekend done for Mahomes' legacy? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
a Super Bowl 57. You're in the Super Bowl. You can worry about uh, getting it healthy in the offseason. So I, I just kind of fought through, and we were able to win the game. It's the best feeling in the world, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know how many I got left, but uh, I'm sure going to cherish this one forever. Everything we work for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't you can't let the moment overtake you. I wanted this one more than I, than I ever wanted a game ever in my life. I mean, if there was any doubters left, there shouldn't be now. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN 2 till 8 a.m., ESPN U till 10 a.m., Sirius XM Channel 80 in the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio, and you can listen to us live wherever you go. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, we'll have to see what happens in Trevor Lawrence's career, and I know quarterbacks play defenses and not the other quarterback. However, when you look at Mahomes, who lost Tyreek Hill in the offseason, and Tyreek Hill might have been the offensive player of the year in the NFL, right? Like, he had an incredible season. You look at Mahomes in these playoffs, he went through Trevor Lawrence. Let's see what happens in his career, but it might look very good one day. Joe Burrow, who, who is, you know, that dude and who had his number until then was 3-0 and against him, including the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. They were calling it Burrowhead last year. And then Jalen Hurts, who was his rival for MVP this year on the way to the Super Bowl win, and he did it yup, on a bad ankle last couple games. He's the third player in NFL, NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball history to win multiple regular season MVPs and multiple championship round MVPs within their first six seasons. He joins Bobby Orr and Tim Duncan. I just want to mention one thing, though. What happens to that stat when you make it the first five seasons? Because Bobby Orr may not have played as much as he did later on, but he still got minutes and got into games. Uh, Tim Duncan was a starter right away. Patrick Holmes didn't play his first year. He played one game as a rookie. So really, it's not fair to compare six to six. It's not apples to apples. It's really five. He did it in his first five seasons as a guy who actually played. It's insane. He won the regular season MVP this year. He won the Super Bowl MVP. He led the NFL in passing touchdowns. He led the NFL in passing yards. Only three players have done that in their whole career. Tom Brady, who's the GOAT. Joe Montana, who he replaced on most lists by outlasting him, right? And Peyton Manning, who's the greatest regular season player, arguably, in his prime ever. I mean, what Mahomes did in one season, guys. It's, all, it's his fifth year as a starter. Anyone have any thoughts about this? Because I'll tell you what I think. I know if you're going to ask us something. You seem like you were very passionately delivering a good soliloquy here. I will tell you what I think, and I've said this before. (laughs) To call someone the Michael Jordan of a sport does not mean merely that they have the best numbers or they lasted the longest and racked up the most championships or led the league in scoring or anything like that. It means you start by looking at them and going, oh, my God, I don't know if I've ever seen something quite like that. Of course, it's based on stuff that came before them, George Gervin and Man, Dr. J and Michael good. Jordan. But, but Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, these guys, but oh, wait, wait, this is different. Then you look at the numbers, you go, oh, hold, hold on, this is different. And then you look at team success and you go, oh, he wins but more than anyone else. The, number, the numbers and the team success are better than Michael Jordan's first five years with the Chicago Bulls. They're maybe, better. Maybe not the numbers, but yeah. What, what do you mean, not the numbers? <laughs> Here we you're go. You're football numbers, basketball numbers. Here we doing go. That? doing that. Hey, it's a happy it's a happy Monday the day after the Super Bowl Bowl championship. Anyway, Jay, 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 his first five years, the 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 resume is better than Michael Jordan. Jordan saying couldn't get his team to the playoffs. It's a a better resume. in his first five seasons 
than Michael Jordan because he's gotten two MVPs. Yes. He's won two Super Bowls. Yes. He's been to three championship games. Yes. And five Michael Jordan's been to zero. Yes. Got it. There you I, go. I, I, That's that, the, it's the, a the better resume. By numbers. Definitive. It, by it, numbers. A, it's, yeah. It's a better resume, Max. Just cave in. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I think you can Patrick Mahomes is on his way to being something special. If he would have lost his game, it would be a different conversation the day after the Super Bowl on a Monday. But he won the game. And how so now when you look at now when you look at Patrick Mahomes' first six seasons as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, he's one above Tom Brady and a couple above uh, Joe Flacco, Russell Wilson, and Ben Roethlisberger. So it's pretty good company there at the quarterback spot. In his first see, uh, uh, most playoff wins in his first six seasons in the National Football League. You see, Keith, where I start leaning with Patrick Mahomes now that his, he's cementing the, the resume is that he's becoming more and more to me like the greatest quarterback to ever live, right? And the reason why I say that is I'm not a football person like you, Key, but I hear the reality that you bring to the table in discussions around Tom Brady about those first three championships and, and the style in which Tom Brady was able to get it with Bill Belichick, right, and having that, those prolific defenses. So just seeing the way the game has changed to a being a quarterback-driven, quarterback league, throw-heavy league, you're seeing these numbers kind of transcend Patrick Holmes. It, it, that resume is starting to build in that direction. Well, well look, here's what, I would say about, <clears throat> here's what I would say about that. When you go back and you look in the history books, Tom Brady was great. And he made a couple throws in those first several Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. They didn't win those Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. The Kansas City Chiefs are, are winning these Super Bowls because of the style of play with Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. They're winning Super Bowls and getting there because of this. Now, when you look at the Super Bowl statistically in this particular game, he was only 21 and 27 for 182 yards and three touchdowns. Not large statistically, but very efficient. And when you are very efficient and you do the things that he did, like Tom Brady did in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, he had numbers very similar to these. Very efficient. But the defense is the reason that the Bucs won that Super Bowl, even though Tom was efficient Mm -hmm. and he did his job. The reason that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl over the Eagles is because Patrick Mahomes was efficient, but... His defense was not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, as you could clearly see based on them giving up 35 points. I mean, it's just a different situation. He had some of those Willis Reed-like plays, right? I mean, coming back off injury, he gets that first down late in the fourth quarter, right? Hobbling out there, beating defense D-line. But did Willis Reed, when he hobbled out, did he win? Did they win it all? Yeah. They did? He hobbled out against the Lakers, hit two jump shots, and that was it. Clyde Frazier and them did the rest, there but Willis Reed was inspirational. And he, but yeah. Mahomes hobbled out and actually was the best player on the field for them in the second half of the game. Uh, but let me say this about Mahomes and Brady and greatness and all this kind of stuff. Tom Brady, when, when I made the cliff prediction, what he did from that point on put him over the top and out of reach, right? But when people talk about, oh, is he a compiler? What they mean is not that he's among, not among the very greatest ever, like LeBron is at scoring. You have to be among, or Hank Aaron was at hitting home runs. You have to be among the best ever for a very, 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 very long time. But that's not quite what we usually are getting at. I won't speak for everyone. For me, I'm talking about what height did you hit and how long did you maintain that absurd level? Because if you take away the end of Brady's career where he was as good as he ever was practically for another five or six years longer than anyone had ever been, 
that's what puts him out of reach. At no point did I feel that he was setting a new standard in any given season that I'd never seen before or was unmatchable or anything like that, even in 07 nobody's when ever he had played all at, Nobody's ever played at the level that Tom Brady played at the age. That was At the that, age. At the age. Never. Right. So at he did age. set a new standard. Yes. The new standard was let's try to get to 50. Right. That's the it, new so standard. what we're talking about is longevity. Now. But what I'm saying what is saying. in Brady's first five years, he never won an MVP. I don't believe he was ever all pro. He got MVP, finished high up in MVP a couple times, but as Key says, a lot of people recognized he's a very, very good player on a very, very good team. It wasn't as though people were looking at Brady and saying, oh my God, early on. And so I think there is a difference there between that and a guy who wins a couple of MVPs, who wins a couple of Super Bowl MVPs, who's generally considered Aaron yeah. Rodgers plus when people watch him in the first place, different. But you know what? But, I, I, go ahead, Key. No, I was going to say, but... I look at it two ways, man. I can flip it and say Patrick Mahomes has had all the success early on and Brady had team success early on. And then as he matured, yeah, he got better. He got better and it was all on his shoulders yep. where Patrick Mahomes is at a place right now where he may not have reached his peak at all, where now all of a sudden – you look up if Andy Reid is is true and he stays the course and wants to continue to keep coaching for however many years and he's still sharp and doing the things that he's doing as he gets older, this dude may now obviously start to catch on to some stuff and catch some more lightning in the bottle. He may be back here again next year or the year after where now all of a sudden we're talking about several Super Bowls in a short period of time, and not just two. I mean, like yeah, he might get, fours and like, fives. That's the scary thing. You're absolutely right. Brady became a greater player as he, as he went along. It would be scary to think that Mahomes, and we have to wait and see. That's why you can't say, oh, he's the GOAT already. You could just say his trajectory. Yeah, but just based there. on him we winning this Super Bowl, though, just based on him winning this one. Yeah, but we got to wait and see still. Will Damn, Mahomes no, get even better so than this? Like, yeah, we saying names like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. I'm like, just put respect on Patrick Mahomes' name. Like, that's the name. That's the With name, the first man. five years of his career, that's the name we need to put respect on. Well, yeah. I'm not really worried about that right people. now. I just want to Well, play but that's football. what happens when you play at this I'm level. Saying, you start he's, getting he's, compared he's to the He's running legends. in his own lane right now. I'm unprecedented. All right, people want to talk about well, this. Well, They want to talk about the flag at the end of the game. They want to talk about Mahomes. Meantime, how many more Super Bowls the Chiefs going to win? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. 
We're in the Super Bowl. You can worry about uh, getting it healthy in the offseason. So I, I just kind of fought through, and we were able to win the game. It's the best feeling in the world, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know how many I got left, but uh, I'm sure going to cherish this one forever. Everything we work for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't, you can't let the moment overtake you. I wanted this one more than I, than I ever wanted a game ever in my life. I mean, if there was any doubters left, there shouldn't be now. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Eric Bieniemy and company just picked up their second Super Bowl in the past four seasons. And who knows what happens if that pre-snap penalty doesn't go. You know, we could talk about the penalty against the Eagles, which may have – it certainly ended the game. But the, the, the Eagles may have lost that game anyway. Right, but the, because because the Chiefs would still be up three points, they just have more time to score. But then maybe the Chiefs would still have time to score. But the, the Chiefs have also had calls go against them in this dynastic run, including that pre-snap penalty, and Mahomes never touched the ball, and they didn't change the rules for him like they did for Josh Allen when it happened for Patrick Mahomes. You still talking about Josh I'm Allen, man? Josh. <laughs> well, I mean, they did. You thought the same thing, don't Jay? Josh Allen. They, like, but, but, I don't even want to have that conversation right about now. They. they they certainly changed it for Josh Allen. Josh Allen didn't get to, ch- to touch the ball, and everyone was outraged. It was the greatest game, and he should have had another shot at it. What about Mahomes when Brady ended the game on an interception and they gave the ball back to him, and so, Mahomes never got to touch it again? So you're saying it was just for Josh Allen? You're saying it wasn't a combination of Mahomes and Josh Allen? I'm saying if Mahomes had had the kind of hype that Allen had had building up to that game, then they may have changed it right then. Right. Mahomes That's happened very though. fast. That's Mahomes, subjective. Allen That's... built up popularity. Know, Mahomes you, you was, just hit say, the ground. You just Boom. say it like it was like fact when it's not fact. It's they just, didn't you, change the rules. Yeah, it happened to Mahomes. It's the timing. Rules it's timing, now, though, girls. It's, anyway, Come on now. We're both pretty, I know. We are presented by yeah. Progressive Insurance. So, anyway, people want to talk about this. How many more Super Bowls can this team win? It's hard to even win a single Super Bowl in your whole career. But when, you have, when you're this good, remember, a lot of people were like, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win a, a lot playoff of people. Game. All in that one person. No, uh, I mean, a lot of people. No, that? no. People, people Bart saying, Scott. Bart Scott. Bart oh, Scott that's one person. But the one division, person. The division was considered very competitive. Oh, God. I told you from started. day one that How's division, that division was like that, now? though, Max. How's dominated, that division looking now? Dominated by the Chiefs. I mean, the division is three teams. Uh, three teams I'm having my eyes on. Denver. Which, uh, which the Chargers, Denver, the and Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City. Raiders. Raiders. Uh, Everyone with the Raiders. Yeah. All right. 888-SAY-ESPN. Yeah, Bart Scott, where are you? But you didn't <laughs> think they were going to win the Super Bowl this year, did you, Key? I, I'm trying to think. Did I pick them? I I picked them, then I switched. When Buffalo, when everything started happening to Buffalo, I picked Buffalo to get to the end of January. But I think I, I think, had the Cowboys or the Saints winning the, the Super You had the Saints Bowl. at the beginning. No, I had the Saints, Saints till they yeah. started falling and apart. Then, they start, yeah. then right. I jumped Look. on the Cowboys. Then I did the J and bandwagon over to the Eagles. There you go. And then I picked the Eagles for the Super Bowl. That didn't work out so much. But now I'm back on Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are like like the Patriots or the Spurs or one of these dominant dynastic teams with all the pieces in place and the the most important people where every year you want to sound smart, pick them. And even if they don't get there, they're going to almost get there. I could do like you, pick them, then switch and tell everybody I didn't. Scott, in pa- I don't know who you is referring to, but I, <laughs> they ain't me. Scott in Pennsylvania. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Good morning, gentlemen. I love the show. And I'm just uh, – I, I like that the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl because I'm a Cowboys fan. But, however, 
these uh, horrible calls and these big games. I'm just starting to get sick of it with the NFL and the referees. Don't know what's going on there. They're ruining some very good games. I agree. I thought it was ticky-tack. I mean, it was the right call, Man, technically, but ticky-tack. Can I, can I just defend the refs for a second? I mean, I, I wish that fans would actually try to take a class and make these real, like in-game decisions on the fly. Like, I know that we have 9,000 cameras and that we'll come back and we'll review every single call. And then we want to always talk about the one call that refs didn't get right. Nobody wants to praise the refs for all the calls they got right. You just kill them for the one they got wrong. And, and now all of a sudden we have a ref problem. Like, I see it in the NBA and in the NFL. Like, it's just, come on, man. Keith, come on. There was, and I'm going to bring up something I know Key will It's always some love, kind of excuse. An evolutionary biologist, because I know Key, this is just for you. So there's a guy named Stephen Jay Gould who passed away maybe 20 years ago. Yeah, he, Jay, I know him. And, and, and what do I relate everything to? The New York Yankees, of course. Don Larson had pitched a perfect game in the World Series, but the last pitch of the game was a called strike three. And it was clearly, I believe, low in a way, but it was clearly not a strike but close enough to the strike zone that the hitter should have swung, right? Too close a pitch to take if you're the hitter under those circumstances. And he wrote, Stephen Jay Gould wrote a whole article about how is truth spot or circumstance? And this is a controversial subject. Some people will tell you, man, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Call it straight up, up and down. And other people will tell you, have a sense of the circumstance, right? That was one of those calls. Technically, it was P.I., but do you call it in that circumstance, right? No, it was holding, no. not P.I. I mean, you don't call it in oh, that holding, circumstance. Oh, holding. Sorry, sorry. Holding. You, yeah. you, you also got to understand the, the player on the offensive side of the ball that it was called for. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that Bradbury's grab and tug impeded Juju from going and getting the football. That's just me. It affect um, the play. I don't think it affected it at all, yeah, to be honest. I, with I you. agree. I just don't. And and having played that position, I just I just don't. I mean, I, I I really don't. But referees see something different. And and they don't really the referee doesn't understand that Juju's sudden quickness in and out of the break is gonna be what it's gonna be regardless. Now, if that was Tyreek Hill, it would have probably slowed Tyreek Hill down, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he's a stop-and-start guy. Juju's not a stop-and-start guy. He can't start his motor right back up like that, where Tyreek Hill can or MVS can or uh, Miko Hartman can. If it was one of those guys, then I would be like, yeah, it stopped him from getting to that ball. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So was it a, a bad call? Did it, I don't know that it decided – well, put it this way. It ended the game effectively – but the Chiefs still might have won that game. In fact, I'd have put them at better than 50-50 to win, even if that call doesn't go for them and against the Eagles. They probably win, but not, not if the game wasn't over, certainly. That's one. Two, where, what about Mahomes' legacy? What does it do for him? Here's the other big thing out of last night. What did Jalen Hurts prove? Where is he in the hierarchy of quarterbacks in the NFL right now? People want to weigh in on all this stuff. 888-SAY-ESPN. Ejon J. Willemax, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. What did Jalen Hurts prove last night? We're about to get into it on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.